out here is where it will find you. She was the last one to see it. Now, he must face it. Thought you might know what happened to him. Alone. God has created it. And hell has given it a name. Now, there's a new breed of terror. You only got two states of being, dangerous or dead, nothing in between. Welcome to Speak All Evil, the podcast you were warned about. I'm Trent here with Kevin, Kat, and Dave. Hello. Hey. Hello. Hi. Follow us on Instagram at Speak All Evil Pod. I saw Nosferatu a release date. You guys see this? Mm-hmm. Yeah, like a year from now, right? Christmas Day. What? 2024, Nosferatu is going to be released on. on Christmas. That's interesting. Yeah. Why? I think that's cool. I don't know. It's going to be awesome. Happy. I also saw The Black Phone is getting a sequel. The Black Phone 2. Oh. Going to be written by Cargill and Derrickson again and going to star Ethan Hawke as the grabber. He's back. <laughs> He's grabbing. Phone rings again. <laughs> Unclear who's going to direct that one. Um, also, there's a new highest grossing Blumhouse film of all time. Crazy. Kevin, you mm. know what it is. Five Nights at Freddy's. I told nah. you guys. I talked about it. It's crazy that, how this that thing. That is crazy. How they put this thing out there and really, they, they catered it to the right audience. I mean, you're talking like paranormal activity, insidious. Yeah. I mean, there's some franchises that Blumhouse has. Yeah. I can't believe same day theatrical and streaming. And release. streaming, that's right. Highest you saw it, And you have not? I have you, not. I'll I never, saw it. Never I saw you it. saw it. I saw it. Did you like it? It was fine. It was fine. I don't, it was fine, right? Yeah. Whatever episode, I, I went on a pretty yeah. decent we talked about tirade it. on it. Yeah. 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 Fine. How about uh, the Alien movie? Fidi Alvarez. Yeah. I I think it sounds good. Supposed to take place in between Alien and Aliens. I also saw when I was on Tubi watching Body Melt for this week, I noticed that movie The Lift that we talked about, the Dutch uh, Mm -hmm. elevator movie, is now on Tubi. It's the limited edition. Oh. Yeah, and I don't remember talking about that. It was VOD, I'm pretty sure, when we watched it. I tried to find out what that means. I couldn't really get a uh, solid information on what the, the limited edition version is. But if you haven't seen The Lift, highly recommend it. This week, I did all of my Outback accents last week already. <laughs> it's uh, Dave's uh, Australian week. Yeah, I didn't mean to uh, have an Australian week, but I watched um, Body Melt that I loved. And then uh, that got me digging through a bunch of classic Australian movies. So I had to go to Australia you, this you week. You dug so far. <laughs> <laughs> We've talked about so many Australian movies. 
I'm just out of we jokes. We did so many that I couldn't have an Australia <laughs> week when I was in Australia. Yeah, it's too much. He dug to down under, folks. I, I mean, down under? Is that I what know, you just said? That's what we're... Down under. And we're going to start with the 1984 film called Razorback. New Yorker Carl Winters heads to the Australian Outback upon news that his wife Beth, an animal activist reporter, has gone missing. It appears her presence did not sit well with many locals in the animal food processing business. While investigating, Carl meets Jake, whose grandson was carried off and assumed killed by a giant murderous wild boar the size of a rhinoceros. Since then, Jake has made it his sole mission to find and kill that Razorback. While rumors abound that Beth died in an accidental fall down a mine shaft, Jake believes that the Razorback may have killed her as well. However, Carl's attention remains divided in believing if it was man or beast who has taken his wife. What a bore. (laughs) (laughs) There it is. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I did get this confused with boar, which I, I had seen. I like all the movies that are like Jaws. And I thought this, there was one scene where the old guy that's got this vendetta with the wild boar there's one scene where they do that weird effect where the background is going out he has the binoculars and he sees the boar and it's like exactly like jaws i like that i i love the setting kind of like hillbilly horror and the boar looks pretty good and they don't overuse him like in jaws uh, you just see little glimpses of him until the end great acting and i thought it looks amazing. For a hidden gem, usually you don't get something. It's incredible. On like a, it, it reminds me of like a Spielberg or something. Seriously. And, it lo- at Terrence Malick. I mean, this movie looks amazing. Yeah. I like the second movie more. This is the uh, second movie is the reason why I chose to go to Australia this week. But the, I chose this one first to talk about because there was, it's kind of epic. It's mm. kind of like this epic, and it's like this sprawling landscape, beautiful cinematography. Right now, it looks like Cujo. Yeah, uh, so Cujo. <laughs> big time. Yeah, yeah. big time. Yeah. I don't know. I loved it, uh, and, I, and I fell in love with this recently. I wish that I had seen it way back in the day uh, because it was way better than I had thought it would be. What would you guys think? I loved Razorback. I'd never seen this. This is my gem of the week. Now, I liked, <laughs> I liked Body Melt. But Razorback is the one for me, uh, or in Australian, it's Rizabek. Right. Rizabek? Right. Yeah. Beak. Yeah. Kat, can you say Outback again? Outback. Oh, that's, <laughs> <laughs> that's really good. Thank you. It's kind of a Outback. 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 It's all is about it? the Bick. It is all about the Bick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Rizabek. I've been practicing. Nice. I've been practicing. The Rizabek ate your baby. Baby. Oh, this, oh, is very, this is very. Dingo this is very dingo at your baby. Definitely, <laughs> definitely the boar at your baby. Wow, <laughs> I hadn't this, thought of that. This is uh, Jaws in the Outback. Jaws almost meets Mad Max. It has that hillbilly horror thing. Both movies this week, Dave, have that hillbilly horror Outback thing going on. This is so good. Never seen this before. Absolutely love this movie. Stone Cold classic. If you haven't seen Razorback. You got to see this. It does look amazing right away. And this was the result of some sort of new film stock that Kodak had come out with. This is one of the earliest movies that I think used it. Man, you can tell. I wish I knew more about that technical side of filmmaking because 
man, it just looks so good. Um, the pig looks incredible. The fact that they went with that, I mean, I guess you kind of have to in 1984, but that practical effects pig, and I, I believe they built at least one animatronic boar or a number of animatronic boars for this movie, and they really went all out. I think one of them cost like $250,000 or something like that. This is a few million dollar budget, $5 million budget, which is pretty good money in uh, in 84 for Australia, I feel like. Uh, really, really worth it. Going the extra mile, even though, like you said, you... You know, you're seeing it in bits, but it really puts you there. The fact that they went that far with the boar really makes it seem real. Uh, you just think that you're there. There's no laughing at the, you know, dodgy digital effects as we so often do in this kind of monster movie. Really, really great one. Well worth the VOD. Loved Razorback. This was just a roller coaster thrill ride. Um, you've got this big, ugly, gross, bus sized pig. Just running around, chomping down on babies and people and cars. It's got it all. Um, there's even that moment, another, not to keep talking about Jaws, but there was a moment in the end when he's like, like trying to get his feet like away from like the pig's mouth, like just like Quint was like on the end of the boat. Mm. So I was yeah, just like, yeah. just like boop, boop, boop. Uh, this is like the three little pigs, but the roles are reversed because this pig <laughs> takes down a whole ass house. <laughs> nice. That is great. <laughs> no one is safe anywhere. Not inside a home, a factory, a car. Um, I will say I wasn't, you know, a fan of what was setting up to be a really gross rape scene uh, between like the weird inbred hilly, hillbilly people. Yeah. But in that moment, I was rooting for this big pig to come along instead. Uh, I wasn't disappointed because I think in that scene is when you like truly get like scared of the pig because it just it opens up this car like a can opener like it just like absolutely rips it off and then just starts like thrashing this girl around and it was very like graphic and I thought it was pretty scary. I thought it was a very enjoyable fun monster movie to watch in general though I do think the movie itself is kind of dumb. Um, when it kind of gets to the end, you know, big pig murders people. Okay. But then there's these two murderous Outback dudes that are causing a ruckus. Okay. Then you've got the Outback guys who's got like the personal vendetta against the beast. All right. Weird. But then there's this guy from New York pretending to be Canadian to try and find out what's happening. And he's like acting like he's going to shoot kangaroos with these weird guys, but then starts a romantic relationship <laughs> with this other one. It's just, it's ridiculous. But... I loved the ridiculousness of it. I, I liked the stupidness of it. It all comes together for the weirdest and most drawn out battle between pig and man at the end. So many 80s effects <laughs> towards the end. There was like that one scene of like flashing back and forth between like him like dangling there trying to get the pig to come over. And then it like flashes back and flashes back and flashes back again for like what felt like three minutes. But... I loved it. There was a moment in which you think the whole factory is going to explode. You're like, uh-oh, it's happening. But then the guy, like, hits the big tank like the Fonz would of the jukebox. <laughs> and then all of a sudden the factory's fine. Everything's cool. It's all good to go. It's crazy and nothing really makes sense. But all of that aside, it was a great watch when you just want to watch a movie that's got a big old killer piggy in it. I really loved it. Everything that you guys said is true. This plays to a lot of pretty classic tropes. Very firmly planted in my mind as a, a great 
instant classic monster movie, but it doesn't follow the rules character-wise. Um, you hinted on it, Cat. Like, there's a yeah. guy that goes to look for his wife and immediately starts scoping out a naked lady. Yeah. That's a little bit weird. The dude with the vendetta, I don't know if that's because they were going so Jaws and with the yeah, whole the, Quint it's thing. Very, exactly. <laughs> yeah. I think, exactly. But, like, maybe yeah. I was just getting dumbed down by the fact that this is a monster movie and, like, it'll pl- everything will play by, you know, paint by numbers. But nobody real, nothing really happens to people that you think will happen to them, at least not in the sequence that you may think is going to happen. I appreciated that. It was silly. And it, it, as far as like horror movies go and like suspending your disbelief, I think honestly the hardest thing for me was Carl. <laughs> I was just like, what the <laughs> fuck are you doing, bro? Came all the way out here to uh, find your wife and uh, you found something else. Mm-hmm. And it's not a big pig. But. <laughs> <laughs> everything else horror wise everything else <clears throat> it does has no business looking as good as it does and you mentioned Mad Max Trent the reason it looks so good is because Dean Semler is the cinematographer and he was coming off of Mad Max oh wow that makes so much sense Because and then there's also like the car chases and stuff that, all of it and you look at yeah, his filmography and like that was or like Mad yeah. Max was early on okay. and then this and then he would do Thunderdome and then he would do some insane okay. shit if you look him up like Waterworld and, and just crazy, That makes crazy sense. Stuff. Yeah, because it's almost, it gets post-apocalyptic at times. Exactly. Weird, yeah. So he was clearly pulling from some Mad Max inspiration, but the dude knows how to shoot a movie. This is, like I said, it has no business looking this good for how outlandish, you know. The deaths were fantastic. I think that, you know, Dave already mentioned, it, it's, you see the pig, kind of, but it actually made the movie more scary than I thought it would be because you only see the pig for like quick glimpses. You don't, you know the pig is fucking some shit up, uh, but in terms of like when it does it to a human, you don't really see that. It's really implied. Mm-hmm. And that kind of terrified me. And the, I think the Cujo scene that we were just talking about, I was so terrified of that movie as a kid that that one brought me back. And I was like, oh my God, this is like so <laughs> scary. Like, ah, oh, but she's in the car. She's going to be safe, right? It's mm-hmm. like Cujo. And because of the scene that sets it up, I did not expect that that sequence to go the way it did. Yeah, this is crazy that I don't think anyone in this room had ever seen this. I think I had barely heard of it. Uh, but again, I could have been mixing it up like you, Dave, with Boar, with the right. more recent one. Yeah, this was awesome. I, I mean, is it the best Jaws ripoff? I mean, I kind of feel like... Since Jaws 2? I mean, there's there have been hundreds of Jaws ripoffs. I'd have to do some real research. I don't know. I liked how the boar, like right off the bat, they established that he just uh, like obliterates houses, just like <laughs> there's just, no thing at yeah. all. He's the size of a rhino. It's a wrecking ball. And he just like the first opening thing, the cold yeah. open. He just obliterates this house, and I don't even know. Uh, he just eats the baby or carries yeah. it off. Why or did whatever, he want that baby so bad? It's totally inspired by That's, the Dingo Ate My Baby a, story yes. in Australia yeah. from 1980. Yeah, yeah that, that was one of my favorite things. The cold open, the art of the cold open, I think, is on display in Razorback. We talked about that movie Influencer and how it just does a pretty flaccid, weird, extra long, pointless cold open. The idea to me of the cold open is a down payment. It's, it's giving you, it sh- what it should do to me is it should give you a little advance on what you're going to see later because you're going to have to spend a lot of time with the story and characters and all that. So 
I like when they when they give you that right away. Here's a giant pig wrecking a house and taking a baby. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> this is, you know, this is, okay, yeah, I'm in. Where, where could this possibly go now? Yeah, and then it, it gives you that really cool title card. You're like, okay, I'm in, right? What's going on? What, what is this guy going to do now? And uh, and then, of course, in classic fashion, you you meet him, and now, like you said, he he's the Quint character who has this feud with the Rise of Beck. And uh, I I did also like how it fooled you on who the main character is going to be. Mm-hmm. I I totally thought it was going to be the first person, and then nope, no, nope, yeah. guess not. And then the second person, nope. Yeah, <laughs> and then third person. I don't. You know, yeah, but his intentions Carl. are incredibly yeah. questionable. Yeah, yeah. Like I especially thought they they did not stick the landing shot. Which happens in '80s movies? They just like run, run the credits and just freeze the frame, and it was just him and his new yeah that woman. Yeah, he came yeah. here to find his pregnant wife, wife. Well, pregnant uh, wife who fell in yeah, a manhole. Yeah, we didn't even know she was pregnant. Oh, that yes, was a sneak attack. We, you know what? This movie does two cliches. It gets a twofer. It does the engagement and the pregnancy cliche. We always see these movies that. The, the, somebody's in peril and then like somewhere about three quarters of the way through you find out oh, he was going to propose to her he had the oh. ring in the backpack they or rifle what? through scat <laughs> to, <laughs> to, to find the, the ring, ring. Oh. ring. I didn't yeah. like that, oh. that part of oh, the two like the movies we talked about this week I did not expect this to be the poop one <laughs> <laughs> um, I did think it was weird so does the big pig control all the tiny pigs no they're afraid of him but then why are they so is that why they're doing like his bidding to like uh, is it like i learned it from watching you dad situation i would well, know when he shows up they run away he scares them off he's got big dick energy but <laughs> big all right pig energy. bde big aside energy. but they're like trying to hunt carl like carl's up on this you know yeah, I, thing and they're like oh yeah, gotta get him i know i didn't i didn't really get i didn't really I understand think, that you know part. The, those those boars can be very aggressive. I think the problem with that scene is that the way it's cut, I, I think a lot of them, they're just like harmless pigs. I don't know how, you know, I don't think they could yeah. get all these wild boars. So there's cuts where it just looks like it's just a bunch of pigs at like, oh, a mud pit. Like they're not threatening cute. at all, but then yeah. he's acting all scared and he's climbing the tower. Yeah. yeah. I, I think they were supposed to be being more aggressive than it looked. But they're just kind of cute. Yeah. They yeah. Just, <laughs> were just standing there. They weren't doing anything. I, I thought that there was going to be a more significant um, bring back of the you can't swim. Oh, because they're afraid of water. Right. And I thought I was yeah for certain that yeah. later on was going to come back yeah. and that's going to be the thing that he, how he gets away or how he yeah, escapes that was in weird. peril. Yeah. That whole sequence where he climbed the tower and then that was, there's definitely some. Well, and then he hallucinates for a while. That was cool. Yeah, that was confusing. That was rad. That yeah. was a rad scene. That's a, that is one of the coolest parts of the movie, that dead horse. Yeah. That the, yeah. It's still in the full skeleton. It still has the hair. That was and a rad scene. menacing him in a dream later. Wow, that was scary and cool. The, but that is the part that almost cancels out the infidelity. You're like, okay, well, he's been hallucinating in the desert. And then he walks up on a woman a showering. showering. outside. Yeah, but I think I think that everything we just talked about, the twofer that Trent mentioned, where you got the ring and the baby, you get the bun in the oven, that should condemn Carl even more in our eyes, in my opinion. I don't She's care about your dead. Tr- yeah. She is dead. What's he, he doesn't to do? know he has- that. Well, 
does he though? He thinks she fell in a manhole. Right, but I mean, a mine, a I mine mean, shaft. He, of she fell into a manhole. She fell into a sewer I in the middle of the he's, outback. He's, uh, he's <laughs> scared. He's scared, and he's lonely. He's in a strange place. He thinks his wife, you know, doesn't know what happened to her, and he hits it off with this. Local gal, I, I didn't guy. think that. I didn't I think mean, that was anything. A stroke um, of luck. If... <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes, a stroke of luck. Yes, she's like a pig scientist. So she's studying to, the pigs. He happened to find sure. love in Australia. Oh, they immediately have something in common. Yeah. He's a pig scientist. He's like, I hate pigs. You know about pigs. <laughs> yeah, that's true. What's up? Yeah. Come to my bed. It, it was funny when the animal rights activist who goes to Australia to film the kangaroo slaughter. They call it. They're making. Pet food out of yeah. kangaroos. She's a do-gooder, and then uh, it turns out she can't even pronounce wallaby. She like stumbles over wobbly. it. Wobbly. The director of this movie, speaking of the trippy scene and also the music in this. Yeah. So not only uh, Semler, the cinematographer, crazy career uh, on full display here early on in that career, but uh, McKay, McKay, how the hell do you say this? Malkahy. His directorial career is nuts. Yeah. So he would do like Highlander, which, you know, cult classic, say what you will about it. But he was even like still directing things like Resident Evil Extinction. movies. Yeah. yeah. Extinction, um, which is which is funny because that's also like a very post-apocalyptic world yeah, he's got uh, in that, that down. series. Yeah. Uh, but he his whole video directing career is fucking nuts. Incredible. He directed the first movie ever Incredible. shown, or first video ever shown on MTV, Video Killed the Radio Star. Yeah. Oh. His, his videography is insane. He did all the classic Duran Duran videos, and supposedly, and I don't know if this is true, but he got this directing role on the strength of the Hungry Like the Wolf video. Remember that oh. video? On the it's, boat? Yeah, such a, no, no, that's no, real. That's real. Yeah. <laughs> Hungry Like the Wolf is like a jungle. Like, yeah. It's like kind of, it's very cinematic. His it's like hair is fantastic movie. in that. It makes total sense seeing that video and thinking this guy. I wonder if he went into that and was like, hey, instead of wolf, do you want to make it a pig? Hungry Like the Effects? I mean, I can just keep going. Keep this going, movie blew going. my mind with the people that were involved in it. The effects in this movie, Bob McCarran who would go on to do things like The Matrix, Cat's favorite movie, Queen of the Damned, movies like The Piano, but most importantly, to bring it all the way back to somebody we haven't talked about, I think, in way too long, Peter Jackson. Ooh. This guy would do the effects on Brain Dead or Dead Alive, as oh, we wow. may know it better wow. in the States. And he would also do the effects on our next film. Well, well, well. One of the funny things I think about this movie is that it really, after the cold open and then the original story which is about the the activist the animal rights activist who's there beth winters after that it just turns into a survival movie it's just about her fiance most of the movie the heart of it is the is the survival story of the fiance bumbling around all out in the outback and coming across the hillbillies and all that stuff and he's down in a mine shaft and he's wandering the desert and all this so it, it, it's kind of like there's a couple different genres mixed up here besides you know just the monster thing i consider it kind of an adventure kind of movie that just kind of gets a little scary and suspenseful but it's not so over the top gory they cheat a lot of the the gore pet gets it in a very unceremonial and very pointless manner that was such a bummer just run over the dog for the hell of it not even a sound effect why'd you do that you're like i don't know (laughs) 
Do you guys know the actual Dingo Ate My Baby story? I have uh, looked into it in the past. Yeah. Now, I don't think they ever found the baby, right? They found the jacket. Right. But they never found the body. No. Because, it would. well, the Dingo actually did eat the baby. Well, it wouldn't eat the bones, I wouldn't think. Poop them out. Fair. Okay, Kevin brought up the Azalea Chamberlain case from Australia in 1980. That was the famous dingo took your baby case. And we talked about this for a minute. I thought I had a more firm grasp of that case than it turns out that I did. So I just ended up saying some stuff that was kind of dumb. I didn't really know what I was talking about and uh, was only distracting from the point, which is that the beginning of this movie, the setup of Razorback, was inspired by that case. And knowing that, it makes a little bit more sense, the the beginning of this movie, and then into especially the court sequence, which we didn't really talk about. A lot of that stuff was taken from the actual case. So I would recommend looking into that if you're interested. I saw a dingo when I was in Australia. Really? Not not in the wild. Oh. In, in captivity. In like a zoo? Oh. Yeah. They really do look like just a dog. There is an uncut version of this floating around out there. I, I was satisfied with this. Yeah, there's a, a apparently there's a little bit more of some of the kill scenes, the a Cujo more curly scene. tail. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. Uh, it didn't sound like much, and I was fully satisfied with with this experience. So I didn't hunt around. It's on. I'm sure it's on physical media. Also, I just would point out that Beth Winters, if she was pregnant, you have to remember. If you remember at the beginning of the movie, they were sitting around drinking. Oh my God, she's had two beers yeah, by the time pound she of dies. Yeah. He- bud heavy, too. Bud Not heavies. even like a Bud Light. Yeah. Oh. That was a little weird. Maybe she's the, the villain of the story. Well, she never bore a child. Oh, oh my <laughs> God. Next up on Dave's Australian Week, 1993's Body Melt. One sunny day in suburbia, a hideously dying man crashes his car into Pebbles Court in the suburb of Melbourne. He's been brought to the point of meltdown by an experimental drug marketed as Vimuvil vitamins, and he's arrived too late to warn the court's inhabitants not to swallow the sample dropped in their mailboxes. The residents have become the test subjects for a new variety of dietary supplements. The pills are designed to produce the ultimate healthy human, but have unexpected side effects, including liquefying flesh, exploding stomachs, monstrous births, and other gruesome mutations. I love Body Melt. It's a Tubi classic that I kind of just stumbled upon per their recommendations of other weird movies. And I immediately thought it was a gem. I got even more Australia. Next of Kin is another great Australian movie that I discovered at that same time. But this is a body horror classic to me. Big Pharma is up to no good as usual. It's like a huge mashup. And it's crazy how they tie it all together through just a few uh, shots. And I actually do think they tie it together pretty well. But it's like Cronenberg... It's like trauma. It actually <laughs> reminded me of like Requiem for a Dream. 
Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, and of course, all the hillbilly horror, uh, especially um, Hills Have Eyes. And then it also has like a 90s buddy cop thing happening. And it has like a 90s like road trip dude bro, like Adidas tracksuit. <laughs> Subplot. That's so weird. That it was very nineties. It was like very uh like I don't know, train spotting. I like that uh the everyone's a lab rat uh in the same area, but they're all lab rats from different walks of life in a, different stages of drug dosage and also and the side effects that are happening are all happening at different times to different effects as they're changing the versions of the drug, you know, to keep up with the demand. It's it's a marketed as a vitamin. I liked how there was kind of like that evil big pharma vibe to it. My favorite character and father of the week, now that that's a thing, <laughs> goes to Pud. Pud, Good. that Pud. father of the oh. week, man. I like Pud a lot. I liked that whole uh, side thing. I thought it was very zany and very slapstick. Maybe I haven't uh, said, but this is a trashy movie. It's funny and and goofy, and there's dicks. This is not like the family-friendly monster movie that we just talked about. This one's a little bit more raw, and there's some, like, between the soundtrack and the practical effects and the hallucinations, every time someone uh, drinks this, there was... uh, some really good messed up people, like messed up faces and teeth. And uh, I love this movie. What did you guys think of Body Melt? <laughs> well, I'm about an hour and a half removed from finishing Body Melt, uh, <laughs> where I had to watch it in Dave's presence. So I Lumi. have this ball of energy and expectation because I, I think that, that Dave would take this movie home and like raise it as his own child if he could. <laughs> So I don't know if I was maybe looking for some reasons to like fight him on his enthusiasm or just trying to like maybe overcompensating so I could keep like an unobjective view. But I finished it and and my initial thought was I don't have a lot to say about this movie. It's something that I'm glad I watched. I think that it does have a lot of cool influences and it's definitely it's to me right out the gate. My first impression was it's something that you you find that person in the corner that we're always talking about at a party. You find out they like horror movies. This is one of those movies that you go, you seen Body Melt? <laughs> and when they go, yeah, that's the end of your conversation. True head. But now you're on a True different head level. Seen yeah. Body Melt. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. However, a whopping 90 minutes later, I have realized this movie says a lot for such a trashy, schlocky, gross movie. You keep saying Big Pharma. This is like pre-Big Pharma totally being outed. This is like really playing on the whole like 80s thing that we've talked about in other movies much in a much more campy tone of like that whole like jazzercise. Like what is the new exercise either uh, physical exercise or supplement of the week and everyone's just shoving this shit in before the FDA has done tests on it. Like everyone's just like, wait a minute, what? This will make my muscles bigger. This will make me skinny. That's what I was trying to think of. It's the new like celebrity uh, diet drug. What is it? Prozempic? Ozempic. Ozempic. Oh, Ozempic. Sure. Yeah. I can't wait to get my hands on some of that. Dude, I've been trying. It's so expensive. But So this shit is still happening, I guess, Mm -hmm. is the point I'm trying to make. I was wondering why it felt so disjointed as far as like introducing us to characters and then setting them off into like these little segments. And Philip Brophy <clears throat> has his own website, philipbrophy.com. 
the body melt section is fantastic. It's probably Trent, if you haven't visited it, you would love know. it because it, it goes down so much, but also like shows all the different physical releases, the different media posters, like all wow. the things okay. that I know that you would dig. Uh, but he talks a little bit about how this was originally going to be an anthology. Right. Yeah. And so he ended up turning it into, with his writing partner, a feature film. And I, I think you're right, Dave. They do tie it together. I think maybe subconsciously you were picking up on the fact that it was like different stories that they were it somehow was like, tying um, together. Well, on Satan's Claw, the same kind of thing where it, it was different stories, but then it, they meld it together or melt it melt together. Melt it together. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all that being said, this is a fucking absolute gem. It's it's so much fun, uh, and it says a lot more than than you really uh, think that it does. Final recommendation: Don't eat dinner while you're starting body melt. <laughs> I did. Oh no! I stopped. <laughs> <laughs> I can't say that this was my favorite watch. But I also can't say that it was my least favorite because I appreciate what they were going for here. Very much a comical, gross commentary on this like suburbia and fitness and like the 90s kind of thing going on. And it did have its fun moments. Lots of weird gore, obviously. But it was like a mix between some bloody gore, a la exploding penises and pregnant tummies, etc. And... Then just gross, disgusting bodily things like mucus and like melting faces and boogers that come to life apparently. And just, it's just, it was a lot. It was a lot to watch. I honestly couldn't really care less about the story that was going on. And I was basically kind of just waiting for the next gross thing to happen. Just like waiting for the next ooze or whatever. But also, it was hard for me because I think Tubi specifically did not have subtitles for this one. Did anyone else see subtitles for this one? No, okay. no not available. Sometimes Australian accents are hard mm, to understand. I know. As good yeah. as I am at doing them, apparently. I didn't really know what was going on sometimes. I was just like, okay, well, there's some uh, oozing flesh going on, so that's fine. There were plot lines, though, that never really seemed to finish, uh, like the weird inbred family and those Italian guys or whatever. Like We just left them. We don't I'm know what happened. I'm unsure of what happened to the Italian guys, but I, the inbred family, I, I understand. Yeah, I guess you kind of figured out the the patriarch of what of the family was doing, but I don't know. It just seemed very abrupt and weird, and then we just never visit them again, and they don't explode like everybody else. They just get weirdly taken advantage of and hostage, and I don't really know. I didn't really even care about that family, though, at all. I just wanted to see what was going on with all the weird oozing people, and then... I thought that husband was strangled by like the placenta or like the baby. I'm still not really sure what happened, but I thought he was gone. And then all of a sudden he's like, just kidding. I'm holding up the police station. Was that the same guy or was that a different guy? No, different guy. We, I have no idea. All Australian people look the same to me. Oh, wow. Yeah. I said it here first. I, I had a hard time, too. With it. I didn't like, know, was that the guy that was in the back of the cruiser? He was in the back of the cruiser at one point. It was the first away. guy that drank the... I thought the first guy. No, that... the first guy had his face melted off. That see, see, see you this don't... is my point. This is my the point. The guy about in the police movie. station, they show him in the back of the cruiser at one point being taken away. It's confusing. Okay. All right, so okay, heard. So placenta did choke that guy. All right, well now I know. Thanks for talking me through it. it this is just like a weird uh, fever dream, really, to me. Yes. You know, yes. and that's fine. That's okay. I think it set out to do a specific thing, and they th I, they did that very well, and that was to make everyone squirm. 
some to squirm with delight, which I assume is all of you, you weirdos. (laughs) (laughs) Even just that shot we saw very frequently of the camera traveling through people's like veins or like bodies or like esophagus and things like it just made me feel like so uneasy and like queasy. And I really I just hated it. So I would say it was successful in that sense. But I would not say it was successful in me ever wanting to watch this movie again. <laughs> this is the ultimate Dave pick. <laughs> because it combines two of Dave's most favorite, most obscure horror subgenres. He loves melt movies. Yes. Yep. And he, love, he loves fitness horror for some yeah. reason. Because look at him. Is. He's not fit. No. And I don't, this melt, didn't have egregious jazzercise <laughs> music scenes, I, which I am grateful I've for. I've seen him eat a melt. This is street trash meets death spot. Yes. That, that's exactly oh. what this movie is. Wow. It's people melting while they're doing physical fitness. Mm. It looks, it's very, I would say the feel is shot on video. This is film, but it's a very much SOV film uh, or SOV feel. So I can, I, it all makes perfect sense uh, why. I, I liked this a lot. I thought it was a little confusing myself, actually. I, I took a couple spins through this, and I think it was a combination just of some of the cuts, some of the accents. And this type of movie, just like The Greasy Strangler, another classic Dave cut, they tend to also have these kind of shaggy dog story elements. Why were the two Italian guys there? The two um, my cousin Vinny guys <laughs> to to, in, to to get the family into the picture. Why were they taking their trip? Why did they have a? Then they had to stop at the. Why were the Outback guys, the hillbilly guys? That whole thing Just made why? no sense. It reminded me of like an Australian TV show where all this like goofy, zany, gory stuff. That happens. makes actually that makes a lot of sense if you were setting up all these characters. If this was a pilot. And you were going right. to, because some of the side stories just, they, they're fine, but, and I laughed the most during that, that whole hillbilly compound. I don't know why. I just, I was laughing over and over. This is so Cause funny. It, Cause it was like, dude, where's my car? It, right. It was. <laughs> it was like, why is this, why are these guys here? Why is this happening? But it was so funny with the, the waitress. And then when the guy was making out with the waitress before she even killed him, I was like, Ah, ah. Oh. It's so, it so <laughs> disturbing. Weird. Every scene of this movie, the bodybuilders and, and the, the, a- boys. the ADR. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> I, was la- I was laughing so hard. It was, it was really, really funny just in all these really weird ways. That guy's voice, I could not get over it. This is a very weird one. Definitely a school of cult classic cut. I would expect nothing less. Yeah. I think I'm going to stop accepting any food or drink from Dave based on his his catalog of picks from the podcast. I think it was funny that both movies, the, the cover story, everyone's cover story in Australia is Opal Mines. If, if you're doing some dirty business in Australia and people ask you what you're doing, just say you're Canadian and you're going to the Opal Mines mm. and they go, oh, okay, yeah, never mind. Yeah, never mind. <laughs> I liked I liked the guy in the last movie that when they when the guy says he's Canadian, the guy goes, That's American. Yeah. <laughs> that that's not a disguise here. Yeah. You can't just say Canadian. Um, I will say there was that weird turn when all of a sudden it turned into like an X Games like expedition, like of that um kid just like shredding on that half pipe oh, all of a sudden. Oh, right. He's like, Time to blade or whatever he was like. <laughs> so yeah, was he hallucinating? Because it took me a while to get 
even though they keep saying the first phase is hallucination, the second right. phase is glandular malfunction, the third phase is ah! <laughs> well, it's, it's <laughs> he like falls it's on his face because some people are drinking it, yes. some people are having it. They like ate Alka it. Seltzer. Yeah. yeah. Other people are shooting it up. Some people are taking a pill. So it gets kind of confusing. And they de- they never come back with uh, what soap does. Like, oh, I wish detergent. that was the antidote. The detergent <laughs> yeah. was the antidote the whole time. Like, I wish they kept up with that gag just because it would just be more gooey stuff. I knew he was going to drink. When he asked for detergent, I knew he was going to drink it. How I thought it was going to be powder, though. I thought he was well, he's like rubbing it, it on his throat too, it's like where the weird. the mutation is happening. Um, speaking of FX and all the effects we've praised this week, uh, I, the one exception I think in, would be the autopsy scene in this. <laughs> oh, the fake, the fake <laughs> the, body, the, the fake dead body that's, that's split open in the middle. Yeah, that's the, it. Looks like one of those cakes you see on Instagram. <laughs> you know, like, like, is it cake? <laughs> you, know, you think it's a coffee table? And that's how it takes the That's what his body. Those are like. better. Those yeah. are much better. <laughs> I wanted. I was oh, like, it's a pretty oh, real I'll looking penis, though. Yeah, Ooh, that the yeah. penis was real looking. If it was just the waist down, I would have bought that. <laughs> well, this was the same guy that was doing the effects, and then they had like seven other people, uh, people that worked on like Rogue, which is another uh, Greg McLean, oh, Wolf Creek, yeah, Rogue. Croc I have movie, not seen that. Yeah, yeah. Um, Darkness Falls, House of Wax, which we've done, others that have continued to work, like the latest Mortal Kombat movie that came out in, I think, 2021, which is actually pretty cool looking. Uh, Upgrade, which is a movie I don't think we've talked about on the show yet, but that's rad. Like again, like crazy people involved in this really bizarre movie. I I also thought the pregnant woman scene was terrible. It was like there was confetti. It looked she, she looked blowing like a, out of her. Literally looked yes. like a pinata with a <laughs> vacuum cleaner. So what happened like, to the baby? Like... Where did the baby go? That was her. It placenta. had to have been. I know, but. But then when her tummy had exploded and it like zoomed in, there was no baby. Yeah, it was oh, just the confetti blowing micro bits. <laughs> oh no. Yeah, and, and this also was speaking painless. of the effects we talked about um Beast Within last week. This had your classic air bladder effects at the end where the guy's just clearly got three air bladders on his face and just <laughs> pumped those, pumped those up for a eh, good minute there. Fun. <laughs> I wish I had gone a little further, honestly. I, I, much like I thought the same thing about, um, I thought the same thing about Street Trash. I think Street Trash maybe gave you more bang for your buck on the melting and exploding people. This one, I thought, I don't know. I was expecting it to go further than it did with. That's why Troma beat all these other movies. Because they would go, they would go further. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, it it could have done more. I could have used with more melting and more exploding people. Really? Yeah, I, I didn't think it went it far enough. Plenty. I, I think mean, yeah, it was good. The yeah, police we station were supplied with. The end is pretty oh, gooey. The, the scene where the guys in in, in the bathroom mirror. Yeah, the and it, it snot looks like scene. The snot. Oh. oh my! Oh my God! That, that was. See. I have a hard time with snot, and you don't see it a lot in these movies. Oh, wow! But, okay, ah, that's good. Noted. That was, no. I like Challenge the, I like accepted. The, uh, swollen tongue. Oh, <laughs> yeah. that was funny. Yeah, yeah that was so great. I'm saying you get a good variety. Tongue? They're all different. Like they don't, you know. Maybe they use like the the air pocket thing like a few two three times, but otherwise it's it's pretty pretty original. You know, you can tell they sat around and they're like, "What do you want to make this person do?" Right. I, I like exploding penis. I liked how Pud was like Pud almost like again. Walter White in Breaking Bad. Like he was once. He's estranged from the science world. Like he was once 
part of the thing. Yeah. And you see pictures of him and the the doctor, the, yeah. the bad doctor together. Um, I thought that that so that's the tie-in to the to to the that's so okay the, at right, the very right, right. end that's the tie-in yes the dad reveals Thank you. to the other doctor that has continued this experiment that he's held like the compound that stabilizes yes, it that stabilizes so it, right. I think that his family is all fucked up because they probably he was probably testing on them yes but he has this like stabilizer that's right so they haven't okay. like fully melted right. down yet. okay yeah. my, so i think my bad that i does think come it's a very around. texas chainsaw massacre thing with yep, the italian definitely. guys that go there definitely so it's not but that's how they tie the entire story and, and the drugs and that's into not even it. his family those are people like he rescued from oh it is well yeah, those it, are people that were also being tested on that he rescued from there, and they oh, and he brought oh. them, and he left the oh, science community. Okay. Where did you get this from? I watched it like eight times. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I'm gonna question Dave on anything he says about this. Because no, I believe they do you, it in I weird ways. They'll just show a picture of people yes. together. Yeah, in the, someone's the connections and like yeah, the connections are very catch as catch can, and you yeah. Might so I think it, this was supposed to be like forty, like thirty five minute it, film. It's a short movie. It's only like an hour and twenty. And they put minutes, it into like eighty two minutes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is one of the strangest parts. This guy is a the radio guy. He R-O-X-F-M. has the weirdest, <laughs> the Rocks. weirdest hallucinations. He looks at his mailbox and sees some wild ass shit. Yeah, see, like, that, yeah, <laughs> it's like a woman <laughs> in his mailbox. That whole his whole thing threw me off because I forgot that the guy said phase one is hallucinations. So then I didn't get that the woman at the airport wasn't real. Then she's in his house, and this other lady is mounting him on the bed and taking a rib. Pulling and a, she's scary. <laughs> Oh, that was a rib, and that's why she had all the ribs. Yeah. Okay. Another connection. I was like, what? Wow. It's all coming together. Is it? No, of course not. (laughs) All Kat said in the last 20 minutes is exploding penis. Exploding penis. (laughs) Pud gets mad at, he gets mad at the waitress for hooking up with the Italian guy, and he's like, how many times have I told you? Keep it in the family. Yeah. <laughs> I, Which I isn't they actually were, the family. I know. See, at the, yeah. I thought they were real family members. Mm-hmm. And they, yeah, they have really a discussion at some point. Yeah, where he's, the kid says, well, we're sort of related, but we're not really right. related or something like that. Yeah. Yeah, that part is like almost too zany. The, the whole hillbilly part. <laughs> almost. But, I mean, it works. That's but. what put it over the top for me when I was watching. I was like, wow, there's another subplot here with this happening. <laughs> Both uh, movies this week feature kangaroo hunting. And three-legged dogs. Both kind of gruesome. Yeah. It was a, a sad scene in both yeah, movies. Yeah, I don't like that. And they, they ate the... Okay, now this one, they ate the adrenal gland of the kangaroo. That's such a like old Hunter S. Thompson thing. Like, the adrenal gland what of is, the lizard, the Gila monster adrenal gland uh, will really is, send you over. Is that, like, hallucinogenic? I don't, I, I don't know. You want to try it? I, Sure. You do you have an adrenal Folks, gland? If anybody handy? knows how to get any adrenal glands from any creature of any kind, mm. human or uh, or I animal, think it has to yeah. be fresh. speak all evil pod. Let us on know. Instagram. Yeah, speak all evil pod. I think on you have Instagram. to kill the animal, and it has it to be has fresh. to be right away. Yeah. Right. Well, that's kind of what the guys were that's saying what they in, do. Uh, in Razorback too. They didn't want. That's why they didn't want to kill it because they wanted to wait right until the moment of of death to it's to a crazy worm. It. Anybody check out the the. "Quote unquote" art punk band that the director of this movie like right arrow up arrow right arrow yeah but it's pronounced <laughs> click 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 or, or tisk 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 <laughs> or something what? like that's how it's written yeah but no but I will say that <laughs> so that's Philip Brophy's band 
And he did the music for this. Yes, And the right, music right. for this is fucking banging. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The original score oh, yeah. is pretty good. The yeah. music is great. I think this is the guy at the end. He's got the little thing it on is. his shirt. It is. The guy that comes into her house and his face rips open yes. is the same dude that was hallucinating in the mailbox. Number nine. And oh, that's the, number nine. Hallucinate, yes. Yeah. He's the, because uh, uh, he was in the window. Earlier. He was in the window and she was like, hmm. right. Hanging out the window. And I give he's up. Like foaming at the mouth and snotting everywhere. Okay, yeah. I quit. I quit this movie. Um, I, I will try to melt less. Thank you. <laughs> in the going future. Forward. For all of us. Uh, Next week. <laughs> You always, you laugh every yes. time. Every week I say next week, and you're like, ah, ah. I get excited. Yeah, <laughs> Aww. Giddy. Even when it's my week, and I already know. <laughs> You've given us no hints. Well, it's funny. Before we were recording, we were having a, a bit of a spirited debate on the recent quality of Shutter Originals. Yes, I didn't even inspire that conversation. However. I thought that I was going to avoid doing Christmas picks this year because uh, we got do that? we got bumped kind of ahead a week, so I wouldn't really have like a week of mine close enough to Christmas to really justify it. However, fuck that! I'm doing some Christmas picks. You're going to be this, but yeah. you did this last year. Then you had one on Christmas too. You ended up with now, extra Christmas. Yeah. Now this. This will your week will land like the twelfth or the thirteenth or so somewhere yeah. around there. Yeah, it's Christmas. Yeah, Christmas. So speaking of Shutter Originals, we're gonna have to wait a day, and it's something that none of us Ooh. will have seen because we didn't get a screener, and it comes out on Friday. I know and what it is. It's called "It's a Wonderful Knife." Yes. Nice. So we're gonna do that, nice. and I like because it's Christmas. I like to think that I'm gonna give something to everybody in this room right now. Mm. So the other Christmas pick is going to be The Day of the Beast. Oh, wow. Ooh, wow. Okay. Nice. Christmas pick. Wow. Where is um, Day of the Beast? That's on Tubi, I think. Pretty much everywhere. Yeah. 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 You can find it a whole bunch of places right now. Great. 